0: Is crisis the cure? Is man-made crisis? Is Bank of Canada made crisis the, the cure? That's question of the day. Daily use of the word transitory seems so 10 years ago, yet the buzzword, uh, keeping us warm and cozy just 10 months ago, is, is it's gone from our vocabularies now. But you know, transitory made us feel really good late last year, uh, even at the start of this year. And then a Russian storm front blew into the Ukraine, right, freezing up supply chain recovery globally. And within 90 days, inflation here bolted from 5.7% to 7.7% inside 90 days earlier this year. Inflation numbers have eased slightly since then, the trend reversing, but I mean, we're we're talking not even a full percentage point of reversal, eight-tenths of a percent of reversal. That is not far enough or fast enough for the Bank of Canada. The Bank of Canada over the past few weeks has repeatedly made statements bolstering their unwavering commitment to aggressively bring inflation back down to 2%. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. The Bank of Canada does not care about short-term impact on mortgage holders, in particular variable rate, adjustable rate mortgage holders. The Bank of Canada cares about one thing, the 2% inflation target. That is all the Bank of Canada has on its mind. You might say, why 2%? Why not 4% or 1% or 3.14% for fun, right, Pi? It's too late to debate the why of the figure at this point. It's too late for them to change the target. They're locked on that 2%. They've beat their drum and you know carved their line in the sand, and, and, and they're stuck at 2% very firmly. To be fair, the Bank of Canada has made seemingly firm statements in the past, haven't they, TIFF? Haven't they? Um, only to abandon those statements and those plans pretty quickly in the face of global inst- instability, But this time is different as far as the statements are making, because said global instability uh, basically eliminated the word transitory from all our vocabularies and uh, and and eliminated the word transitory from the inflation conversation. Transitioning halted, right? A freeze has set in on the way back to full supply chain production and integration. And thus, the Bank of Canada is laser focused on that 2% target. And I'm repeating this message because it really is the core message. Why? Why are they so obsessed about it? Well, let's do a quick little bit of math. Let me buy you a cup of coffee. Take a $1 cup of coffee, $1. In a 2% inflation world, it takes 35 years before that $1 coffee becomes a $2 coffee. I mean, unless it's Starbucks, then it becomes a $5 coffee like that. In a 4% inflation world, so a 4% inflation world, that Cup of Joe doubles in just 18 years. You you double the inflation rate. It doubles in price in half the time. Maybe we could handle that, right? Like maybe you could handle that. Maybe I could handle that fixed income folks might disagree, and there's a lot of them, and they vote. In a 7% inflation world, which is more or less where we've been, that cup of coffee doubles in just 10 years. The power of compounding, right? The 7% world coffee would hit $4 inside 20 years, 20 years from now in a 2% world, that same cup of coffee, it's not 4 bucks; It's a $1.37. That's the difference. That's the power of compounding. And this is, I think, the key point that I don't know if I'm hearing a lot about in the media, not that I tune into all things media all the time, but inflation is compounding. Right now, it's compounding. We're, we're stacking 7% gains in 2022 on top of 4% gains year over year. But if we go into 2023 still tracking near seven percent, we're going to start stacking seven percent gains on top of seven percent gains, so that compounding becomes that much more dramatic, right? Much more serious than some variable rate mortgage holders' uh, personal pain and suffering. So the Bank of Canada is effectively is effectively engaged in a battle. Against entrenched inflation, which we already know, we hear them talk about this. But you can call it kind of call it like anti entrenched warfare, right? And as this year has unfolded, my guts have been kind of twisting into knots with how far we've moved off, uh, you know, my original 2022 expectations. It's painful, but these rate hikes are the new crisis because inflation is a creeping crisis, right? So the rate hikes are, are, I should say, they're a byproduct of the crisis, really, because inflation, that's the slow-moving, creeping crisis, which if it rolls on unchecked for another 6 to 12 months, becomes that much worse. And look, the clock may seem to tick really slow when it comes to compounding. Certainly, if you're investing or saving money, you look at that compounding rate in those early years, and it's so painful. But... Years later, you become a genius because the compounding really kicks into gear. Well, here's the thing. The clock ticks even more slowly when it comes to Bank of Canada policy meetings because they only have eight of those meetings per year, which is why we've seen these outsized hikes in 2022, these totally unprecedented moves, because they need to actually have these unprecedented countermeasures in place against the unprecedented inflation numbers are seeing. And well, the year's not over, right? There's two more meetings. So 0.75% we most likely are headed for on October 26th, which is tomorrow, the day after I'm recording this. Um, As I mentioned before I started recording, I did have a wonderful dream last night that somehow the Bank of Canada came out and announced they were done increasing prime. But I think that's just a dream. I don't think that dream is going to come true. I think we're going to see a 0.75, which is what all indications point towards. For some added perspective, inflation was well under 2%. It was actually under 0% uh, up until April of 2021. Now, should the Bank of Canada have bumped prime up just a touch back in April or May of 2021? Well, we're all armchair experts with the benefit of hindsight now, so we say yes. But if we were to go back in time at that time, knowing what only what we knew then, we probably would say no, because the reality then is the reality today. And this part is a little bit harsh, but true. 50% or more of the inflation number that we have today, 6.9% is the most recent inflation number. And more like 75, 80% plus of the inflation figures a year ago were supply chain driven. That's where that word transitory came from. It's the supply chain getting back into gear. And the supply chain was, we thought, getting back into gear, but then crazy Putin, right? What are you going to do? These inflation figures are not born out of low interest rates, though. And this is why, when someone says the Bank of Canada waited too long, you can nod and walk away, knowing that's really not that simple. Like, I would just walk away. I wouldn't try and get into the conversation with them because people see things the way they want to see them, and you're not really going to change that. But the reality is, it wasn't low rates that drove that inflation, it was a supply chain. I mean, people weren't out there ordering trucks a year in advance because rates were low, they were ordering trucks a year in advance because, well, they couldn't get the one they needed. The one they've got, has got 140, 180, 280,000 K on it. They need a new truck, but there's just, they're just not building enough trucks to meet the demand. And then of course you get a little bit of bidding going on, right? And after all, if low rates were the cause, if that was the mistake they made, if this was all on the bank of Canada, keeping rates too low for too long, and they just, you know, too much stimulus into the economy, then the high rates we're having right now, would be the cure very quickly. And yet high rates are proving to be a very weak cure. Why is that? Well, again, you've got the 50% of inflation that is basically just supply chain related. So the rates don't impact it. And in addition to that, you've got another 12% of the consumer price index, which is housing. And housing costs are spiking upwards because of the interest rate increases, which sounds a little backwards because it is. So yeah, like that slice of the inflation figure, it's like this vicious little circle, tough medicine forced on housing to try and drive the other remaining 35% of inflation down. The 35% component that interest rates actually impact, they're basically trying to drive that down as hard as they can. In other words, the Bank of Canada rate hikes only properly attack about one-third of the inflation number. So if you've got a tool that only works one-third of the time, What do you do with that tool? You get stupidly aggressive with that tool. It's a bit like shoveling your driveway with a 10-inch steel landscaping shovel, something we know about here in BC. Because why buy an actual snow shovel? People don't have snow tires, snow boots, snow hats, scarves. We don't own such things. And so there we are in that one or two days a year when the snow shows up working ourselves into a frenzy or the ER with a heart attack with an imperfect tool, not really doing a good job at all. So yeah, actually, it's a true story. Many Vancouverites actually give themselves heart attacks, shoveling that one-time snowfall, which is why the Bank of Canada is trying to, which is, pardon me, it's very much kind of like what the Bank of Canada is trying to give the economy, right? A little bit of a mild heart attack, just like freeze things up. And it's okay. They'll have the paddles, you know, low rates, to zap us back and bring us back. But it's it's the only thing they've really got, and uh, you know, hey, we need to shovel that car out of the driveway, that car that's on summer tires, because we got to drive down the road. And yeah, we know how that one ends. So where's the Bank of Canada going to leave us? You know, given all this frenzied aggression with their one tool, a tool that only hits one third of the issue, will they pull the economy out of its spin in time, or are we all headed into a snow-covered curb or worse? We're in the Bank of Canada's hands now. Bank of Canada's taken the wheel. The fact is every single recession has been triggered by overzealous central bankers applying too much cowbell. All right, that's a pop culture reference for you youngsters out there. Too much cowbell is not a good thing. Google it. Will this time be different? Several economists predict a steady interest rate-wise 2023 with no further hikes after 2022's two remaining meetings, where most are predicting a half and a half now i think they're predicting 3 quarters and a quarter i don't know i think it's maybe 3 quarters and a half maybe it's 3 quarters and 3 quarters i think the bank of canada is going to stay on a very aggressive tangent i just don't see them easing up yet despite my 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 dreams and these cuts they could leave people locking in today into long term you know near 6% 5 year fixed mortgages in a really tough spot if they want to break out early come 2025, 2026, which is statistically, you know, three years in, six out of 10 Canadians find themselves breaking. And if rates do come back down that one point or so that again, many economists are predicting for 2024, it could be very, very painful for an awful lot of clients. All we can do is buckle up and hope this ride, this storm ends soon. I myself continue to ride the variable rate roller coaster, which admittedly feels a lot more like a one-way bullet train these days. And look, a key point, I acknowledge my privilege in being able to endure this rate spike. I have a comfort level where even with a trigger rate resetting my payment, I'm okay, but I saw that going in. I didn't think I was going to see a reset, uh, but here we are. and. Um, if you've managed not to over-leverage yourself at these rock bottom at, at the rock bottom rates that we had, then you'll also get through this. And some of the key ways to lead clients and fellow agents through this mess, number one, be kind, right? Be kind, be better, stay strong, stay focused, stay in the game. These things matter, right? And do the math apply math to those emotional conversations of where people are saying i'm going to lose my house i can't afford the payments apply math right do as much math as you can while well, these are the different options we could put you into a two-year fix to take any further risk out of the equation for you if that helps you maybe there's a four-year fix a three-year fix maybe it's not just a five-year fixed option you know maybe Maybe there's a refinance option to pull a little extra capital out to give them a payment cushion, but do the math on what's possible. Can they access extra capital for a cushion? And you'll be amazed how many people will say, well, no, 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 we, we have 30,000 in a GIC over there. We'll, we, we've got a cushion. Why are you losing your minds? because we don't want to give that cushion up. That's why, right? It's not about what we're capable of making as far as payments go. It's about what we're comfortable making. And we've all been taken outside our comfort zones. And depending on tomorrow's hike, a significant number of people are going to hit their trigger rate. And a significant number of people are soon after going to hit their trigger point, and they're going to see payment resets. So stay tuned, stay awesome. P.S. I will be over leveraging myself at these 15 year record interest rate highs, but that's another topic for another day. I hope this has been useful for you. Thanks.